the game on the line, you can't fold and you can't bend. Y'all uh, be playing it safe and I be going for the win. Remember back when they was doubting on the kid. Uh, now they tuned in because my game too legit. Okay, what's going on, world? Welcome back to Forgiven AF Podcast. Uh, my name is Sean Service. I'm the host. You guys know this is a uh, a second chance podcast that we use for our mentorship program here at Mansfield, Texas. Uh, we work with you know at risk youth in the area that have gotten trouble for either fighting or drugs or something. So we uh, we come alongside and just help them get back on track. And then we just use this podcast you know for information and just to kind of get the stuff we're doing out there and then try to you know bring some sort of positive message or information to people that I know uh, they can really use and help. Um, so let me start off real quick. This morning, I got asked to go to this Adams Elementary School and come read a book for uh, Read Across America Day. And I just want to share that because I had a blast with these fifth, fifth grade kids, really good kids. Um, you could tell that a lot of them were really uh, thirsty for a man's attention. I don't know if that, if that comes off the way I mean it to. And just a positive male role model to be around because they had so many questions. They were asking so many questions just about life and things that it was way more than just reading a book to them. And then tonight, we're taking 13 boys to the Mavericks game to watch the Mavericks play the 76ers. These are the 13 kids that have all stayed programming for the past year or so, uh, doing great things, getting back into school, back on sports teams. And so we like to reward them with little things like basketball games and top golf and different stuff like that. So tonight, we're going to take them to the game. And hopefully, the weather will, uh, hopefully the weather will react all right so that we can still get through because there's like tornado warnings or something going on tonight. But I'm really excited about our guest today. I met our guest at a the a lot of these guests that I've had so far, I've met at this Dear Son podcast event that Derek Johns puts on. And it's just an amazing group of men that are all selfless and, you know, have time to put into, even if they don't have time, they're making time to be able to pour into either the next generation of kids that just don't have all the same opportunities. And then also just other men um, and just people in general, a lot of, like this information that I'm, so my buddy, Nate Kopman, I got him, I, at that event, I hemmed him up and said, look, man, you got to do my podcast. And, and I, he, I didn't really give him an option, <laughs> but he's, he was down and it's, uh, I'm super excited because I feel like this might be the podcast that can really help people get out of ruts. And I know that there's a lot of people that struggle with this main topic, which is loving yourself. Um, but before we get into that, Nate, First of all, thank you for being here. Like, your time is valuable, man. Like, I'm one of your 141,000 followers that actually, you know, is there for your content. Yeah. Man, I love everything that you put out, the way you speak, from your voice, your demeanor, the positive energy, the the important stuff that you put out. So for, before we get into it, I just want to encourage you and say thank you for everything that you do. Could you give my listeners like just a quick, you know, history of who you are and where you're from? Yeah, for sure. So um, first and foremost, thank you so much for the invite as well. It means a lot to me. And I love everything that you're doing in the community um, with Thanks, mentorship man. and um, just being a positive male role model. So I appreciate you. you thank you. Me on. Um, I'm from Philadelphia. We discovered mm -hmm. that we're actually from the same city here recently um, when I saw you post something about the Eagles. Yeah. I'm like, man, what are you, uh, an Eagles fan in Dallas? You know, you're like, I'm from Philly. I'm like, me too. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, from Philly, born and raised, um, moved to Dallas when I was 16, um, and I've been here ever since. I've done a ton of different things. Um, I think the thing that I'm one of the things that I'm most proud of is some of the work that I did in the community um, back between like t 2011 and 2017 with the homeless, the elderly, and the incarcerated. Um, so. Um, that's really my heart. Um, and then also, you know, I have a heart just to impact people's lives. And so you see a lot of that through yeah. what I talk about on social media. Um, I'm the guy that has made all the mistakes, right, and learned from them. And now I want to um, really just impact people's lives in a positive way. And so you see me talk a lot about um, self-love. You, you hear me talk a lot about, you know, um, affirming. So I do a lot with affirmations and mm -hmm. different things like that. Um you know, I talk a lot about the importance of healing, you know, and then most importantly for men, uh, the importance of masculine vulnerability, right? So uh, being a man that's in touch with his emotions, um, in touch with, um, you know, uh, his spirituality, you know, um, you know, in touch with the importance of uh, being a well-balanced and healed man, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of where we're at with it. 
Yeah, that's perfect. And that's exactly everything that you just said. What's cool, and I want listeners to know, is what you just said is actually how you actually live your life. Like, it's not like you just say all this stuff on social media and then get out in the streets and act a fool. Like, 100%. And that's what made me have so much respect for you is that you actually walk out. Because there's a lot of influencers, man, that a second that camera's off of them, their life is not at all like what they're trying to, you know what I mean, put out into the world. For sure. Um, so I want to get right to it. You put a post up. This was a... I don't know if it was a, probably two, three weeks ago, and I read through these, and I don't think that I've ever felt like someone put a piece of content together that could actually, if you would just follow these eight steps or put effort into these eight steps, you could literally change your life um, and change the trajectory of your life. So when I saw the way you put it together, I was just like, man, I need to get this discussed in a podcast because this will heal people, you know? So the post was... Eight ways to love yourself, right? Yes. So let me pull this up here real sure, quick. Sure. Sorry, I'm kind of slow, but let me see. Okay, here we go. Eight ways to love yourself. The first one, and basically what I'm going to do here is I'm going to throw out the idea, and then we'll just chew on it for a little bit. Sure. Kind of go back and forth a little bit, different ideas that we both have. And if you guys are at home, I would recommend writing these down because uh, – if you can find a way to, and you don't have to get perfect in each one right away. These are all things that you can slowly work on in each category. So just kind of think of it that way. But I would definitely write it down or go back and re-listen to this because these things um, will definitely change your life for the better. And the first one is practicing self-care. You guys know I own a gym, so like I, I'm a big believer in self-care, not sure. not just the fitness levels. But go ahead, chop that up for a second. Yeah. So um, I think that. Self-care is extremely important. Um, I think it's very difficult to love other people adequately if we don't love ourselves adequately, right? And so self-care is one of the ways that we do that, right? So actually taking time for ourselves, um, taking time to um, be still, right? Um, I think a huge part of self-care is actually taking time and um, spending it alone with God, you know, um, taking time just to be still and to process through thoughts, emotions, feelings, um, being intentional about what we consume. So, for instance, um, you know, my friends sometimes, you know, they laugh at me because I don't really drink alcohol like that. Right. Maybe maybe three or four times a year, if that. Yeah. Right. Um, for the same reason, I don't drink soda or I try to stay away from soft drinks. Right. So that is a practice of self-care for me. I feel like whatever we drink affects ourselves, you know, um, quicker than what we eat because it bypasses the digestion process and goes directly to ourselves. I right? agree. So I just try to I, I try to be intentional about that. But I'm also getting adequate sleep, you know, um, trying to be conscious of what we eat, um, taking time to go get massages, you know. Yeah. Um, and for those that are into fitness a little bit, um, more heavy than I am, right? Um, that's that's vitally important. But also, but also doing some some sort of ex- exercise. Mine is basketball, so I like to play ball. Yeah. Um, so, just taking time to really focus on things that are important. And some of that could be reading. Um, some of that could be spending time with people that we love, right? But just taking time to to um, do things for us. I love beneficial. that. It reminds me of the saying: "You can't pour from an empty cup," right? Hundred percent. So if you're not filling your cup. How are you going to pour into others? And it reminds me of a parent, like let's say a mom who's just running nonstop, kids, husband, work, but doesn't ever have any time to like for herself. She's going to hit a wall. And there's a lot. I mean, I've seen mothers have breakdowns constantly over that because they're not ever taking any time for themselves. Right. So I think that is a really big one. I really also like how you said, um, I, I mean, I love how you were talking about the... Um, like taking time to abide mm. in the Lord, right? Or I, for me, it's in the Lord, right? right. Uh, taking time to get alone by yourself and think about what you're thinking about. For sure. You know what I mean? And Because sure. sometimes for years, I let my thoughts run my life. Like, oh, I thought this, now act on it. Instead of why are you thinking about that? What do you, is that beneficial to you? For sure. Just different, different little ways like that to try to like concentrate on what I'm thinking about. Yeah, hundred percent. A couple of things too. Um, sometimes, you know, we question and we ask ourselves, "When do I have time for self care?" Right? Like, I was listening to a guy. Um, do you know a guy uh, by the name of Patrick Bet David? 
Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant um, businessman and thought leader. And um, he was on a podcast and somebody asked him, he he talked about how many books he reads. He reads, you know, um, an insane amount of books a year. And the guy that was interviewing him said, yo, your your schedule is busier than my schedule. How is it that you have time to, um, you know, read as much as you read? And he said, um, that's like asking somebody, how do you have time to eat? Right. Like you, you make the time to eat every day, regardless of what's going on in your schedule. You make the time to eat because it's important. Yeah. Like your body needs to eat. He said, same thing for your mind. Your mind has to eat. And that's the way that I look at self-care. Um, sometimes we can get busy and we tell ourselves, man, I don't have time for self-care. Right. Um, but we should treat self-care like eating. Right. Yeah, you don't good. you don't you don't say, oh, I got to make time to eat like you you do it because you know it's necessary. Yeah. And so. um just as important, if not more important than pouring out, is pouring in. Yeah. Um, about two weeks ago, I experienced some anxiety for the first time. And, and I mean, it was visible anxiety, probably for the first time in maybe 10 plus years. I mean, I really don't remember the last time I had to just stop, be still and kind of sit down, breathe, because I felt like I had a lot of different things going on. And I think sometimes when we're busy, we forget um, how important it is to take care of ourselves. That's good. Right. So I remember um, after experiencing that saying, you know what, Nate, you need to you need to pause more, even in the middle of the day. Right. Whatever, whatever it is. I mean, listen, whatever needs to be done needs to be done. It is what it is. Right. But being intentional about taking moments throughout my day to just pause and be still. That's so good. I don't care if it's three or four times a day. Just pause, be still, process through my thoughts and then keep going. So, um it's vitally important. Yeah, no, that's perfect. It, and they even, it kind of runs into this next one too. Um, the next one was, oh, before I go to the next one, your time can be, if you have five minutes, 100%. it could be five minutes. If you have an hour, it could be an hour. So don't say, oh, I don't have time to spend two hours in the Bible today or two right. hours alone. Start off with something small, right. you know, and just work up from there. Right. The second one, which is huge for me because I'm the worst of this, is challenging negative self-talk. So me for as a person, I will, I can make myself, I can, <laughs> I mean, we've kind of talked about that before we went live today, but let chop on that one. Uh, challenging negative self-talk. Yeah. It's easy for us to get in our head. Um, one of the things, and we talked about this a little bit, um, sometimes it can be easy to focus on the negative and not the positive, Right. And when we do that, we do ourselves a disservice, right? Um, um, there are times where maybe we are pursuing something. I know I've been guilty of this. We're pursuing something, and we think of all the ways that it won't work. Like, why is that? Why, why do we do that, right? Why, why is that um, what we're pursuing won't work instead of looking at all the ways that it could or will work, right? Um, why give our energy to trying to come up with a plan B and C Instead of saying, yo, I'm going to double down and figure out a way to make plan A work. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, um, really auditing our thoughts, I think that's important. Yeah. Right. Taking inventory of the way that we're processing through things. Right. Do we look at things from a negative perspective? Right. Do we always try to figure out ways that it won't work? Do we always try to figure out ways that we can't succeed? Do we always uh, try to figure out ways that or think of ways that it'll fail? Right. Like. We have to ch challenge those thoughts, take inventory, audit them, and then from there, replace those with positive, affirming thoughts, right? I can do anything. There's nothing I can't do, right? There's nothing I can't accomplish. There's not uh, a goal that I can't touch, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then really putting together the proper strategy in order to reach that goal. Um, and I think that when we do that, uh, it makes such a huge difference. That's so good. And I don't think people really understand how bad we are at that of like the negative self-talk. I mean, I, I struggle with it so bad. I'm constantly thinking to myself of what, how every situation is going to go bad. Um, how I'm not good enough for whatever situation. And I, and I allow that thought to stop me from doing stuff. It puts me in a fear state yeah. to where I'm not able to move forward with what I want to do because I've already thought about every reason that could go wrong. And I'm like, this is I'm not doing this. I'm scared now. Yeah. So that's something that people, I think, can get stuck on. And I think it's important for us to identify where that comes from, right? Um, does it come from a track record of failing, right? Does it come from 
um, negative words that were spoken over us? Um, does it come from a consistent inability of following through? Right. And I think identifying what that root is helps us to tackle that root. Right. Um, if it's negative self-talk. Right. Um, or if it's something that came from maybe a parent or a mentor um, where someone instilled that that negative self-talk or those negative words over us. Right. Really combating that, putting ourselves around positive people who affirm us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Putting us around people, putting ourselves around people who think highly of us, you know, uh, putting ourselves around people who have a lot of faith. That's good. You know what I'm saying? And not a lot of doubt. You know, I'm at a stage in my life, man, where I don't I don't really want to uh, associate my dreams with people who don't have faith. Mm. I don't have time for it. I have too good. much that I'm trying to accomplish. So I yeah. can't put myself around people. Uh, it's not that I can't put myself around them, but I can't share dreams with people who don't have the faith for it. Yeah, because that negative self-talk is going to come out in negative speaking. 100%. 100%. So you don't want to be around someone who's just constantly bringing everyone else down, and that negativity is just... 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I got to be around people that have faith for um, for themselves and also have the capacity to believe um, God for what I'm believing God for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that um, when you're around people who have faith like you have faith, um, their words become seeds. But if you're around people that doubt, then their words become seeds. Yeah. And then we wonder why those seeds are sprouting up into negative self-talk. It's yeah. because those seeds were planted in our brain, you know what I'm saying, yep. based upon negative words that are spoken. So uh, I'm, putting around, I'm putting myself around people who have faith for it. That's awesome. I really like that, challenging the negative self-talk. This next one, which might seem like not a big deal, but I, to me it really is, and it's celebrating your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. This is what we definitely talked about beforehand. Um, we both said that we both struggle with, you know, celebrating our accomplishments because me personally, as soon as I accomplish something, I'm, I'm nitpicking that thing of like, mm. man, you could have done this so much better. Or you could have added this, or I can't believe you didn't say this. And now I'm feeling bad about something that should be a win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's trying to find, but, uh, I feel like you're kind of in that same, we were kind of saying you're in the same sort of situation with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's so funny. My sister has to make me celebrate my birthday every year. Like, it's, it's to that point. Um, and I find that in the past, I have given more energy to the areas that I failed in than I have the areas that I've succeeded in. And there's an imbalance there, right? Um, if all I focus on or all that I give uh, life to are the areas that I failed and not the areas that I've succeeded, right? So um, one of the things that I'm making it a point to do at this stage of my life is to celebrate every win, whether I deem it to be small or big, right? To celebrate every win um, and to see it as significant. You know what I'm saying? Every opportunity that I have to do something that God has called me to do um, and to complete it, right, is, um, is something that's worth being celebrated. Yeah, that's good. Another little piece of advice that I have for that one, um, for celebrating your accomplishments is set for someone who struggles with that, set yourself some small goals in your life, like small goals that you're actually going to accomplish. Sometimes people set their goals so far ahead mm -hmm. that, um, we get caught up in the journey and we might not even reach and then it's just a total loss, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to if we can set small goals along the way to our major accomplishment, that gives us a bunch of small things to to celebrate on the way. Celebrating small wins is going to make you feel better about your life. It's going to give you it's uplifting. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing that's always helped me is instead of just setting a big goal and be like, that's my goal, I'll do that. But then I'll also have small goals on the way there that I can celebrate to keep me motivated and keep me going towards that bigger goal. Man, that's so good. And that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Breaking down those larger goals into smaller bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Um, and that also builds momentum. That, exactly. Right? Like exactly as you check, that. you know, different things off um, that list, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm actually pacing towards the thing that I want to do. That's awesome. This next one's a big one. Might, I don't, might even be the biggest one because people will get stuck here for the rest of their life, but it's you got to be able to forgive yourself. Hmm. Go ahead. Take that one. Yeah, so uh, I'm the guy that's made a bunch of different mistakes, right? Um, I'm the guy that's made um, many poor decisions, right? 
Um, and these are things that I've I've been transparent about um, in front of the people I love, in front of the world. Um, you know, even in terms of, you know, having been married before, you know, and making every mistake possible that you can make, um, you know, in a marriage. Um, forgiveness of self is also an act of self-care, right? Um, it's hard to move past a stage in our life if we don't practice forgiveness. This goes for other people as well, right? Um, whatever we don't forgive holds us hostage, right? It's almost like we are time-stamped and stuck in that time frame, right, until we learn to forgive. And, um, you know, it's easy for me to forgive other people, but I've struggled uh, in times past when it came to forgiving myself. Um, but I came to a point where I realized that I had to extend the same grace to myself that I gave to other people. Yeah, that's good. Right? Like, I had to um, be my first good friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a great friend of other people, I feel. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm quick to forgive other people, but it goes kind of goes back to that, that negative self-talk, right? Like, yeah. um, there have been times in my life where um, it, it was difficult for me to get past some of the things that I've done. Yeah. Um, and so I realized that um, I'm human just like anybody else, right? And I had to take off that cape and say, yo, I deserve the forgiveness that I, I freely give. That's good. Because oh. when you're holding resentment towards someone else or towards yourself, it's only hurting you. You know what I mean? Like 100%. all we're doing is holding our, hurting ourselves. Like even if it's against someone else, right? Someone wronged you. That person's living their day, going about their day, no care in the world. And, you're over, and we're over here holding this grudge inside of us. That's affecting relationships with other people, how we treat ourselves. For just sure. So we got to make sure that we're willing to. And it doesn't mean you have to forget about what happened. For you sure. can still protect yourself. You know what I mean? But it's just freeing that person of that. It's just, or freeing yourself of your mistakes. I'm the same boat as you, man. I've made way, way more mistakes than, <laughs> than the average person, yeah. you know? But, and this, but it also ties back into your masculine vulnerability, mm. being able to expose those mistakes and being okay with one of the be- best ways for me to have gotten over a lot of the mistakes I've made was being able to share those mistakes with another man. And then that man being able to tell me like, Hey man, I know that that's what you went through, but you know, we're okay. So something about sharing your mistakes mm-hmm. with someone else has been very freeing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I, uh, I believe in the Bible. And there is a verse that says, confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. Yep. Right? So there's something about confessing our faults to God that causes us to find forgiveness from God. But there's something about confessing our faults to others that causes us to find healing. And I think that God... Um, no, I think, I know that God understood that there was something about getting it off our chest to other people that brings about healing, right? We can't heal what we don't reveal. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, one of the, one of the best thing I, I, I said this the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, whatever we bury will bury us. Hmm. That's so good. Cause it's so true. Right. So, um, Whatever secrets we bury um, or whatever we don't release is going to bury our self-esteem. It's going to bury our perception of ourselves. It's going to bury our confidence. It's going to bury our uh, ability to see ourselves as one that could be effective, right? And depending on um, how long we hold on to it, it can actually cause major anxiety, stress, and ultimately death, right? Yeah, it's true. So um, for me, I'm at a place in my life where um, I'm exhibiting uh, abnormal transparency, right? Because I know the effect that releasing it um, can have, you know, on one's one's overall health, right? I'll give you an example. Um, Last year, I think it was September, September of last year, um, so I've been divorced for two years. Next month makes two years that I've been uh, divorced. Um, September of last year, so September of 2022, I sat down with my ex-wife. I had a, a organized a meeting between my ex-wife and um, my mentor. And I sat down and confessed everything to her. Right? 
Um, typically not something that, that most people do, right? Yeah. For obvious reason. But I felt like I had to release that. You know what I'm saying? And I had to look the person in the eye that I had hurt and release that. And it was simultaneously one of the most difficult and one of the most freeing uh, meetings of my entire life. That would be hard. That would very, be hard. Very difficult. Yeah. yeah, most difficult thing. Um, but it was something that I felt God wanted me to do, right? And I know that God can see um, all sides of everything, right? So he, he kind of saw the season of my life that I'm in now. And maybe he felt like it was necessary for that. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you that. And 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 I shared with her some things that I had shared with other people already. Um, but it was important. It was vitally important for me to share it with her. That's good. Right? So um, I'm not just saying this from a place of like coming up with different ideas. Like this comes from a place of um, having to walk through some of the most difficult seasons of my life. That's good, man. That's hard. I have a lot of respect for that. I think that how do you find the happy medium of like I I need this to free this for myself but I don't want to hurt her with what I'm going to share her. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um and that could the, go with any relationship, not just an ex-wife, anyone that you've hurt. Yeah. At, like at what point do you hey man, I really want to get this off my chest but at the same time I don't want to hurt her further. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think I think it all depends too on um your your partner right or who that who that person is right i think for me um the most important thing for me was being obedient right yeah. and knowing that in the in that obedience you know the 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 hurt and the pain was in the actions right like yeah. that that's really what caused the hurt and the pain um revealing it is just casting a light on what was already done that makes yeah, sense that does but at the same time, I understand what you're saying. Like, yo, sometimes we feel the need to conceal because we want to protect other people. Yeah. Right? Um, but I also feel like a large part of that is us protecting ourselves. Kind of selfish in a yeah. way. Yeah. I think some of it is self-preservation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it can be, it's a, it's a delicate dance. Here's the deal. Uh, if, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't have that courage in my marriage. Yeah. Okay, so, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think, I think, it's a little bit easier when you don't have to look that person in the face every day. Yeah, that's definitely true. Right? Um, again, I didn't have the courage to do that in my marriage, but um, but I'm at a place in my life where I am exhibiting um, obnoxious transparency and vulnerability. I love that, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, it may not be for anybody else other than me. Yeah. Which... Is not the case, but it, I see what you're saying. You right. have to look at it that way. Right. Like, you know. And I feel like that's enough. Right? I think that sometimes what happens is we prioritize other people's peace over our own. Oh, for sure. You know, you understand what I'm yeah. saying? And so for me, um, one, it was about being obedient, but then also it was about prioritizing my own peace. You know what I'm saying? And trusting yeah. that the same God that gave me the command to say it. Is the same God that has the capacity to heal her as well of any of the residual damage. That's good. That's a really good outlook too. That's awesome. All right. Ne the next one is setting healthy boundaries. This is something that, uh, sorry, I'm all tangled up. That's something that I struggle with for sure is setting healthy boundaries. Um, I'll let people that probably shouldn't still be in my life a little bit too close to me sometimes. And that's something that is definitely dangerous. Um, and I'm not even sure if that's exactly where what that is going, the direction that's going. But what is uh what is the outlook on setting healthy boundaries? Yeah, I think um, that a aspect of self care is understanding people's roles in our lives, right? Yeah. And being okay with what those roles are. So I'll give you an example, right? Um, I believe that it's important for us to understand who our safe places are, right? I've had situations in the past where I've shared things with people who didn't have the capacity to handle my um, my truth. Maybe they shared it with um, people against, you know, my own my own will. Yeah. Um, maybe they talked about me, criticized me, or whatever the case may be, you know. Um, and so understanding. 
people's roles in our lives are important. I think that's one way that we set boundaries. Um, another is setting boundaries to ensure that um, we keep the wrong people out and the right people in. Yeah. Right. Boundaries are um, for protection, right, um, and for safeguarding and management. And so for me, um, setting boundaries when it comes to who I talk to, setting boundaries when it comes to who I allow in my personal space, setting boundaries between who's a friend and who's an associate. That one can, that one can, yeah. you know, that one can be blurred sometimes, right? But understanding, okay, uh, this person is a true friend. This person is maybe somebody, maybe somebody else is somebody that I've known for a long time. Um, but that's all it is. I've known them for a long time. They haven't. They we haven't really we haven't developed that relational equity. So I think all of those things are important. That's so. That's so good. This is a really hard one that I actually really struggle with because I am a uh, I'm a people pleaser, right? I want everybody to like me, and it doesn't matter who the person is. I want them to like me, and therefore I find myself like trying too hard to put into relationships that are really not even healthy for me, mm. especially a lot of people from my past because you know I'm now running two gyms, running a mentorship, all in the same area that I was selling drugs in. Mm -hmm. So it's regular for me to come across people from my past. In the beginning, it was hard. It was very hard for me right away when I got out because I wanted to be like, look at me, look at me. I'm doing so good now. And so I'm, then I'm allowing these people back into my life, which had caused me when I first got out to, you know, not stumble too bad, but to make a little bit, a couple of dumb mistakes because I didn't set healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I allowed that to, to kind of detour my... It was very quick mistakes and got it all back together, but but that's a really good one. Setting healthy boundaries. Not not everybody deserves full access to your life. Hundred percent. So, all right. The next one is which I feel like um, is going to be kind of close to the uh, forgiving ourselves one, but cultivating self compassion. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you. I think that it is really consistent with the forgiving yourself one. Um, but the thing about compassion is um, compassion and empathy to me are very, very similar, right? Because compassion, the, the root of compassion, I believe, is understanding, right? So um, I think it has a lot to do with, like, not being so critical of self, but understanding that, yo, I'm a work in progress, I'm just, I'm trying to get it right, you know, um, and when you really are working and trying to get it right, you know, you're working towards trying to get it right, I think that it, it becomes easier to be compassionate yeah. of self. I think that's good. I think that's, that's perfect for that one because there's not really beating yourself up over mistakes that you haven't. Now, don't get me wrong. There's mistakes that we make that we definitely should, shouldn't have, and there needs to be like immediate accountability for, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also, we're going to make a lot of mistakes when we're trying to do right. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that we have to have grace for ourselves. Like, it, you're, it's not doing anything. We're beating yourself up for a mistake you made. It's just try to make the correct changes and then move forward, you know. And then, because beating yourself up is doing the opposite of self-love. You know, you're 100%. not going to, yeah, you're not going to get yourself to a, to a happy, comfortable place by just beating yourself up for your mistakes. Now, these last two are my favorite. I think these last two, I, this one right here is probably my favorite um, I feel like that the value of practicing gratitude can completely change your outlook on life. I know that the best days that I have are when I wake up in the morning and I could spend a little bit of time. I had a, I have a gratitude journal that I that I like to work out of. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it gets redundant to me where I feel like I'm writing the same stuff over and over again. But I don't think that I think that's okay. I don't think I think the point is just it's a mindset. Being grat having you know gratitude towards life towards people. Um, can completely change the way you look at cer certain situations, circumstances, you know, like, oh, I'm grateful for this situation, um, as opposed to taking stuff, you know, for granted, like I've done for a long time. Um, but what, what's your take on the practicing gratitude? Yeah, so um, it's interesting living in the Western world because we have so many um, things that other parts of the world don't, doesn't have, don't have, right? Yeah. So... When you think about something as simple as a clean place to live, a toilet, yeah, you know, shower, right? May not be everything that we want it to be, right? Um, in the Western world, we're always reaching for more, right? 
um, without stopping to assess everything that we have, how blessed we really are, right? Like if we have a, if you have a running toilet, yeah. you're richer than 99% of the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so thanking God for um, the seemingly little things that are yeah. really big things, you know what I'm saying? Um, and if you have your health, right? Like before we even talk about a toilet or a shower or a sink. Yeah, did you wake up? You know, you yeah, woke up today. Having your health is really like um, the largest, largest form of wealth. That's good, right? Um, Steve Jobs, when he was when he was dying, um, said that he would give everything up uh, up just to have you know um, somebody carry the sickness that's in his body. Yeah, right. Like to to be able to rid himself of that sickness. I mean, this dude's a billionaire. To be able to you know rid himself of that sickness and have someone maybe somebody else to be able to pay somebody else to to yeah. carry that sickness, right? Um, he, he would do it. He would give all the money up to be able to do that. I think it's important for us to understand what we have. Just take a moment just, just to be thankful. Dude, that's crazy that what you just said. It's, like, really hit me hard because I feel like we take that, for, we so take that for granted, our health, waking up, being able to breathe, our being, you know, cancer-free. You know what I mean? Like, the, it's it's insane how... Sometimes I feel like you don't, a lot of people don't realize that until it's gone. Sure. But there's so many things in this list that we discussed that can keep us from that, like the exercise, the eating healthy, the not drinking alcohol, the, you know what I mean? Like yeah, no. taking those steps in the. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here right now as we're talking about this and I have no pain in my body. Like yeah. I have zero pain in my body right now. Right. Um, I probably should have some pain in my muscles from exercising, right? I, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exercise or doing some weight training a little bit more. But I, I, I have zero pain in my body. Do you know how many people are, are walking around with chronic pain? Most people. Every single day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just just things like that. Like, you don't realize how, I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah. I'm saying we people yeah, don't yeah. realize how large of a blessing it is until you don't have it. It's kind of like It's kind of like not having peace, right? You don't realize how valuable peace is until you've had it and then you've lost it. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, um, that's the way that I feel about our health. We don't realize how valuable our health is until our health is compromised. Right? And so for me, um, every day I just try to take a moment just to say thank you. Thank you, God, for my health. Thank you for um, the people that you place in my life that genuinely love me. Um, thank you for an opportunity every day to pursue the things that you placed in my heart um thank you that's so good that's so good and it just it literally having gratitude will change your outlook on life um in a crazy way like in a way that it's really i don't even know how to describe it because it will it gives you a peace um because you can be thankful and content with what you have and then strive for more but it also brings me back to making me feel it makes me feel bad for people who are I'm too busy to, to worry about my health right now, or I'm too busy to, if you don't find time now to whatever the self-care, if you don't find time now for it, oh, you're going to find time for it later on, but it's not going to be how you want to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. next thing you know, you're going to find time when you're in the hospital sick because you didn't want to eat healthy and exercise or, I mean, and I don't, I'm not trying to put that on somebody oh. like to scare them, but I mean, you're going to find time now or you're going to find time later. And, and it's really true. If you're not going to take care of yourself now, What's going to happen down the road? You know, yeah. it's like if we don't slow down, if we don't slow down now, um, our bodies will make us slow down. Ex that's exactly what I was trying to say. You, you just said it better. It's, it's really true. We got to slow down. We got to slow down. Um, take care of ourselves. Again, me experiencing some anxiety last week really caused me to understand that um, I need to slow down. Slow down. I'm doing a lot of different things. And I have a lot of different obligations, but. Um, it's important to just slow down. It is good. I, that just slowing down could be a whole podcast episode. No, a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. It's so true. You know, and and we talked a little bit about this, but um, and I know I know I keep going back going back to the Bible, but it's really how I how I govern my life, right? Please do. Um, there's a verse that says, "Be anxious for nothing, yeah. but by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God." Right. Like, yo, we weren't designed to carry anxiety. We weren't designed to carry stress. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for guys specifically. Right. 
Um, sometimes we neglect some of the very things that God um, placed inside of us in order for us to be be able to release stress, like crying. Yeah, that's, right? that's like, good. Yeah. Crying is scientifically proven to help release stress hormones, but because of uh, toxic masculinity culture, sometimes we yeah. we um, we neglect to do it because we don't want to be looked at as soft or weak. Man, that's so right? good. Like, and I'm oh, a crier. Yeah. I'm not scared to admit it. Yeah. Yo, I'm I mean, a big softy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's good though. It's good. It's good. And taking a moment uh, sometimes, you know, like you said, taking a moment sometimes just to sit. Um, and, and crying doesn't always mean that something is wrong. Sometimes it's crying because things are going well. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes it's crying because of of gratefulness, gratitude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, take a moment, be still with yourself, and um, and exhibit that masculine vulnerability, bro. That's so good. That mas- man, that masculine vulnerability is just so important. Last one, um, and it's investing in personal growth. Mm-hmm. It's investing. It's getting better. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we can't ever really just be content with where we're at. We could be happy with where we're at, and we can, you know what I mean, and we can celebrate those accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as men and women, everyone, we need to have something that we're working towards, right? You know, whether it's just a personal level, whether it's a business level. Um, but this is talking about personal growth, so. What is your spin on personal growth? What do you do for personal growth? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a, I'm big on like um, courses. Okay. So I'll invest in courses. Like uh, I think last year, last year I spent maybe twenty thousand on courses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, just learning different things. So courses are big for me. Um, I like to talk to people who are smarter than me too. That's like I, good. I like putting myself around people who are smarter than me in a particular area. You know. So. Um, you know, I put I put myself around somebody who's smarter than me financially. We just have conversations. We talk through things. I put somebody who is um, put somebody around me who's smarter than me when it comes to a lane that I'm in. Right? Maybe it's podcasting. Yeah. Right? Or maybe it's social media. Or maybe it's speaking. You know what I'm saying? Um, I put myself around someone who um, is more committed to God than I am. That's good. You know, and um, I'll take the time to, to learn from them and watch how they live and watch how they move and um, get advice and insight and inspiration from them. So I love that. That's uh, that's big for me. And I heard a guy named Jeremy Anderson. He's a I, I uh, took his know, course. You know I took Jeremy his public Anderson? speaking course. Okay, that's yeah. cool, man. Always grateful, never settle. Yeah, I like always that. grateful, never settle. And so that's kind of the way I look at. Growing, right? I'm always grateful for what I have. I practice that gra- gratitude. Um, but as long as I'm breathing, I believe that there's more that God wants me to do. 100%. So like, and there is. I can see it in you too, so I know that that's factual. Let's go and get it. You got you got a <laughs> lot. There's definitely... I'm excited to see your growth, man. I can't wait to see what you become in the next couple of years. I can't wait to be like, man, I know that dude. He was on my <laughs> podcast. Because you're going to... You've got it. You've got everything it takes to get there because you're genuine. Um, I mean... You're a great looking dude. You're well spoken. You just have this heart that just like makes me be like, man, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. You're probably younger than me. You know what I mean? Like, actually, not probably. I can tell by our beards that you're definitely younger than me. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> 38. Okay, not by my. I'm, I just turned 35 um, February 12th. Okay, that's not bad then. That's not bad. But real quick, I want to touch on these two things of what you just said. Basically, what I was hearing from you also was in a way without using the word was mentorship. Hmm. Was um, a mentorship. That's what I call learning from other people who. And mentorship is something that, like, I stand on, how important it is, especially mm-hmm. for our youth nowadays, um, especially kids nowadays without dads, don't have dads around. How, you know, they need to find a man mm-hmm. that they can see positive role model and learn how to, you know, use that relationship. Um, but in order to be able to do that, you have to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. In order, You know what I mean? You have to be able to say, I don't know everything. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people get stuck in that, you know, I know everything. But once you're there, you're not learning anymore because you're stuck in that you know everything process. And I see that a lot, mm-hmm. especially with grown men mm-hmm. who aren't willing to sit back and say, you know, hey, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And it could be mentally, it could be in any coursework, it could be anything. But mm-hmm. we need to have, I have a lot of mentors. Mm-hmm. I didn't before, mm-hmm. but I do now because mm-hmm. I realized that that's the best way for me to learn. And, you know, they say you surround the top, you take the top five people that you surround yourself with. And it's going to be, you know, living conditions, you know, how much money they make, all those. And you're going to, it's going to be the sum of those top five people. Mm. So think about that. You know what I mean? Think about that. If you're out there listening to the show, think about who, who you spend most of your time with, who you associate with the most. Are those people that you want to be like, that you want your life to turn out like? Um, 
and that's investing to me. Finding a mentor is investing in personal growth. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, I'm really big in is mentorship. Yeah, mentorship is important. So I believe in the concept of concept of uh, both mentorship and friendorship. Okay, let's right? see. Tell me about so, this. So uh, mentorship is, uh, we, we all know what mentorship is. It's finding somebody who's better than you in a certain area or has more wisdom than you in a certain area and you submit yourself to their guidance, right? Friendorship is, um, I have something to teach you and you have something to teach me. Mixed with accountability. Yeah, mixed with accountability. Yeah, right? that's so awesome. we're gonna we're gonna walk with each other, right? I may be better in the area that than you are, and I can teach you what I know. Yeah. You may be better better in the area than I am, and you can teach me what I know. And from that comes uh, dual growth. That's really good. Right? It's not just one person pulling from another person. It's two people walking together and learning from each other in their respective uh, areas. I feel like that's what friendship should be based off of. Hundred percent. Right? Like. If you're walking with somebody and there's nothing, you know, don't get me wrong. You can all, you should always reach back and help people. I'm not saying that like cut people off if they're not on a level of teaching you anything, but be careful where you're spending your time and what you, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and what both people are getting out of it. Right. Cause some people are takers and if you're not careful, they'll just leech off you. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure that, man, that was awesome. That was neat. You're so good with all this information. <laughs> I have a question that I ask everybody on the show. That's very important to me, this question, because um, I keep a compilation of all these, and these are things that I really like our boys from our mentorship program and different people to hear. And um, What advice do you have for, you know, whatever, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old Nate, let's say if you could go back and tell yourself at 16 years old, and it could be a couple things, but uh, what pieces of information would you like, wish you knew when you were 16 years old? Yeah, 100%. So um, that's really simple for me. I would tell my 16-year-old self to focus less on acquiring and to focus more on becoming, mm. right? Um, it's not about what we accumulate. It's about who we become in the process of accumulation, right? It's not about the goals that we reach. It's about the person that we become as we reach those goals. That really is a gift. The goal, the, um, the acquisition is really just the outcome of who we become, right? So I would tell myself to focus on your character, Focus on your discipline. Focus on um, being a man of your word. Focus on being a man of integrity. Focus on um, being a lifelong learner. You know, focus on being faithful where you are and whatever you're doing. Uh, focus on being consistent, uh, but focus more on who you become than what you acquire. That's so good because the, the acquisitions are going to come. If you focus on all of those things that you just said, you're going to be fruitful. You know what I mean? Like, your life will turn out the way you want it to turn out if you're following that. I mean, it's just like discipline wrapped up in a, you know, and mm -hmm. then with integrity and all that. I think that's a great answer. I think that's probably one of the best ones I've got because it's it's so much deeper than just, you know, find a mentor or because those are things that most 16-year-old kids aren't thinking about yet. They're thinking about, man, I'm trying to get these new Jordans. I'm trying to get this car. I'm trying to get, you know, it's acquisitions. It's like you said, acquiring things. Mm -hmm. It's not, we're not building our character at 16. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are, but we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. So it's like intentional character building at 16. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, man. If we focus on, a, if, if, if we focus on being excellent in the journey, the outcome is, is inevitable, right? Yeah. Like if we focus on being excellent on the way, then there's no chance that we miss the outcome. That's so good. Like there's zero chance that we miss the outcome. You know, um, Kobe Bryant, um, rest in peace to to the late great Kobe Kobe Bean yeah, Bryant. Man, but he said, "Lower Marion." Yeah, 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 yeah. For, Philly you know, another Philly guy. He said um, he would play ball and he would come back like every summer and he would be leaps and bounds like ahead of his competition. And people began to ask him like, "Yo, like, how are you becoming so good so quickly?" And he said, man, I just focus every day on becoming better. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in on becoming better. It's not that I'm trying to be better than you. I just want to be better than I was yesterday. That's so good. And I feel like, yo, we focus on becoming better today than we were yesterday. We focus on getting one step closer to the goal today than we were yesterday. Then we'll look up in a year. And we'll be leaps and bounds better than we were last year. 
and you look up in five years and you don't even recognize who you are and you look up in, in 10 years and you realize that um, you're really living the life that you've, you've, you know, you've wanted to live. And I'm going to tell you this, man, we can, we can, we can lock in for six months and look up and see major change and be a different person. Yeah. Like if we be, if we really focus on becoming a better man every single day, right. Um, and really like auditing our thoughts and auditing our time and auditing where we give our attention um, and removing distractions. Like if we, if we really do that, look up in six months and we'll do, be different, man. That's so good, man. That's great advice. Real quick before we hop off for, well, for one, I want to thank you again for your time, bro. Like I learned, I, I've got a whole paper of notes over here of, <laughs> that I've learned from you talking. Like this is what I get out of your content on social media. Like appreciate that. And I follow a lot of people, but this is literally what I get out of your content. So don't ever stop doing what you're doing because you're going to change the world with that stuff. I appreciate The way you talk about Patrick, Bet David or whatever, like they're going to be like, oh, you heard about Nate Cotman? Like <laughs> it's coming. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Can you tell all, all of our listeners, even though they're probably going to leave my podcast and come listen to yours, but um, can you tell my listeners how they can find you and your new podcast and YouTube and just everything so they know? Yeah, for sure. So uh, on Instagram, it is from Nate with love. Um, and it's so funny because some people think that my name is Nate with love, but it's really my messages come from Nate. But everything that I say is seasoned with love. Yeah. So it's from Nate with love uh, on Instagram. Um, and we are we just recorded our first podcast episode. Um, and so we'll be launching that on YouTube once we get to a thousand subscribers. So um, if you go to YouTube, search Rooting For You with Nate Cotman. Rooting for you with Nate Cotman, and it'll it'll pop up, and you can subscribe. And once we get to a thousand, man, we're gonna drop that episode, and I promise you, it's an episode that people don't want to miss. It's, I, I've already heard great things. It's extremely transparent. I kind of have a back end, <laughs> back end <laughs> info. Of, yeah. now, I haven't okay. seen it yet. He wouldn't show it to me, but he said it was amazing, and yeah. everything from the setting to how you do things, bro. Like you're so thought out. You're not winging this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the setting is perfect, man. Every. I'm really proud of you, Doug. Thank you. Really so proud much. of you. Thank you so much. Um, that's pretty much it, you guys. Uh, I also want to give a shout out. They don't pay me or nothing for this, but I just really believe in the brand uh, that I'm wearing. The father figure, the father figures are essential. Um, the brand is legit. The the vision is legit. The men behind it are legit. Um, so if you if you guys are looking for any sort of cool merch and stuff, look up Father Figure Apparel on Instagram, and. Uh, I guess that's it, man. I love you guys. Remember that you're loved and you're forgiven and there's nothing you can do about it. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>